Welcome everyone to Uppy in the Stash. I'm your host Uppy. This is our weekly football show. So uh, joining us uh, from his hiatus last week, we have Stash and uh, the very uh, smiling, happy, dirty Dan is here with us as always and um, start off as always. How's everyone doing? Yeah, yeah. Feeling great. Feeling I'm great, Uppy. Cr- I'm still Good. crying. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll get into the Chargers and Browns here in a minute, but uh, yeah, um, the Chargers. I, I know what one of you is drinking, but how about we tell everyone else what we're drinking tonight? We'll start with you, Mister uh, Stash. I'm I'm doing my usual old college Coors banquet beer. I don't have that deep voice of that guy on the commercial. I wish I did. Coors, the banquet beer. That's what I'm doing right now. Sweet. Dirty Dan, are you going sober again this week, or what you got? Uh, yeah, I got another mom's wine cooler. So. <laughs> well, I, than, I was I gonna go. Go ahead. I was gonna say at least last week you were drinking water, so I mean you can only go. Yeah. Up well, last week I technically I did have beer right before the show. I just wasn't drinking mm-hmm. on the show, but yeah. um, I would have. I was. I had a blue moon last week. The mango, the mango wheat, which is actually pretty good. Was it oh, pretty good? Yeah, I like. Yes, it was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it better than the original um, Blue Moon, like the Belgian White. Mm. But um, I was gonna grab one of those, but I was like, "Fuck it, let me just." Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've been having a lot of beer lately, and haven't been really feeling it. You're you're a working adult. You should always be having beer. You've earned the Working your I'm easing into it. Nice. So, um. So I have. So a it's beer. grape. It's a, it's an, a Smirnoff ice grape. So yeah, you guys are proud of me, right? Not really, but we'll, uh, <laughs> at least you haven't repeated yourself. So that's yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. keeping. It, I'm switching it up. So yeah, 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 Don't be like me, where you drink the same thing every, every week. So I, I got one that I think has a very fitting name for today. I think I actually picked it up over a week ago, and I've been saving it. Um, it comes to us from our friends at Blaker Brewing and Series. It's called Mending Fences. It's a IPA. It is brewed with a BRU Dash One, Denali, uh, and El Dorado hops. Mending, fen- Mending Fences has a sweet aroma that dives into notes of citrus and pineapple. Lots of flavor too. We get things like cakiness slash vanilla, a basketful of oranges and tangerines. With an equal balance between malt and hops. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You always got like all these fruit, all this fruit and stuff in it. It sounds good. Yeah. Like, it makes me want it. When I was deep into my like uh, double IPA, mega IPA, quad IPA thing, I would have wanted nothing to do with citrus and fruit. But I transitioned into the hazy slash 
New England style way of beers, and that comes with the floral and yeah, it does. So um, the palate changed on me, and I'm quite okay with that. So yeah, but I mean, a year ago, I wouldn't have probably about a year, year and a half ago, I would never have touched this stuff because it's all about how pine coney and cat pissy can it get, you know, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> how dry can it be? Right. Yeah, but these hazy, but these hazies are add, adding actually adding a, a depth, some notes into the beer, and it's really nice. And I think I like it better than just the straight IPAs. The aftertaste in this one, I'm not that big of a fan of, but it's not so bad that I'm like, ew. But yeah, still gonna. It's got, it. it's got something on the back end. Maybe it's the pineapple. I don't know, but yeah. So. Um, Either that or you brushed your teeth before you started eating, drinking oh, it, so no. that doesn't help either. I'm not dumb, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I know someone recently who, I won't say who, but someone who went straight from drinking beer to having ice cream. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> like, once you're proud of it. Yeah, I heard someone talking about um, that chocolate with wine goes good. Like, it's good together, hmm. not like one after the other, but actually drinking wine with chocolate was good. I well, yeah. If you're with your significant other and you're about ready to do the deed, <laughs> yeah, you better, yeah, you better take that bite of that chocolate and chug <laughs> that wine. <laughs> In quick but succession, if, too. It'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> but if you're just sitting there watching was, Ghost Adventures, I don't think that works. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. It just it sounded weird to me. It's, it's like... um. My dad, he um, he's been doing this thing with um, he gets pickle juice. He does a pickle back, I think is what what it's called, and mm-hmm. it's like Jameson whiskey. You take a shot oh, of Jameson yeah. whiskey, yeah. and then you have a shot of pickle juice right after yeah. to taste it. Oh, that's that's at least ten years old. Yeah, huh. yeah. it just sounds weird. He's been doing, oh, yeah. yeah, like he figured yeah. it out a couple years ago, and then he heard about it and just started doing it. But it sounds nasty. It oh does yeah, sound a little bit. No, it's good. No, it's it's what? good. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's just not a pickle guy. Good. Your dirty dad is, is your dad the the Portuguese or the Mexican in your family? He's a Mexican. Ah, ah see, that's that's Mexican. There you go. There it was. That's all you had to say. Yeah, <laughs> Manelos. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so starting off our uh, our show with tradition here. Um, there's nothing new to report on the whole uh, prediction challenge that we have with uh, Idiotville. Um, we both both of us we were tied at six points um, last week, and guess what? We're still tied at six points because wow, everyone predicted a win, and every one of our teams lost, so it's still six mm-hmm. to six. And then uh, moving right along, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. Um, we collectively uh, picked the scores of three games last week. Uh, Dirty Dan is our grand champion. He got a grand total of one of the three right. Yeah. <laughs> Stash and I both went zero and three. So, um, <laughs> I'm not but, happy uh, about any of that. So, uh, speaking of which, um, we we generally uh, do uh, recap our games of the week. And uh, Stash, what the hell happened with Denver? I mean, insight, sob yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, no, no sob story uh, except for that Philip Rivers sucks and <laughs> that we should let him go already 
And uh, we're not serious about a quarterback uh, replacement, considering that we picked up the guy that you guys let go from the Browns. Um, you know, and so I don't even remember his name. He looks like he looks weak. Tarod Taylor. Uh, yeah, that's that's how impressive he is. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> yeah. Well, we only threw for 211 yards. Our completion uh, and attempts. Wasn't wasn't that great though either. I mean, forty eight out of I mean, yeah, forty eight for thirty two, two interceptions. That negates everything when you really think about it. Uh, Melvin Gordon was on the field. He got 20, 12, 12 carries, thirty one yards, averaging of two point six, zero touchdowns. It was just a bad, just a bad day. Uh, the defense really let a lot of yardage go. I think averaging about three yards. Um, I. I was surprised that I predicted that the Chargers were going to win against Denver. But now knowing that we will always shoot ourselves in the foot, I think I'm just going to say we're going to lose the rest of its way out. But considering our season and who we're playing against in the next four games, I think we're going to win them. I got to stay optimistic. I am wearing my Chargers shirt today. Um, no pants, just my Chargers shirt, everybody. <laughs> but I do know that. <laughs> but that's kind of what happened. It was just a total collapse. Um, imagine, imagining going into work and face planning on everything that you just, you know, you prepped for and it didn't work out. That's exactly what happened. Just a really bad day. And I think Browns fans could understand and have some empathy with us. We just had a bad day. Um, yeah. Um, transitioning off of what you just said, um, dirty man's going to get, get to go last year so uh loser goes first um it, it's basically uh murphy's law wrapped into a football game um i won't spend too much time on it it was very much um you know previously when we've discussed the browns when they've done bad i, I would have put the blame on the coaching staff but um for once i think i'm going to actually put the blame on the players and their execution um but credit credit Niners defense. They were harassing Baker all night. That was enough to get the job done. Um, but there was just a, a bunch of missed opportunities. That very first play of the game, um, Odell Beckham actually hit Jarvis Landry for a nice 20-yard gain or so. But that play was actually drawn up to go to Antonio Callaway, and Antonio Callaway had the coverage beat. So uh, Beckham actually has a good arm. If he had thrown it to Callaway, that was an easy first play touchdown. It did not happen that way. The Niners came out. Um, Mac Wilson blew his gap assignment, and Matt Breda went for uh, 80-something-yard touchdown. And um, being in the stadium with the emotion, you know, feeling the emotion of, you know, the crowd and being a visiting fan, at that point in time, I just felt like it was doom and gloom because our very next play was an interception by Baker. Um, again, it was probably an interception because uh, um, Joey Bosa was on his ass. And uh, but Baker didn't make the wrong read. Um, if he gets a few inches of air underneath that pass, mm-hmm. again, Callaway had the coverage beat. Callaway was gone if he catches that ball. But you know, this is execution, this is X and X's and O's. Our offensive line just was not good enough against that defensive line that the Niners have. And um, I, I knew the Niners were good, I didn't honestly think they were that good. But they showed up. They had a week off to prepare. Uh, their coaching staff did a phenomenal job. And um, while this game could have been as close as what um, I was thinking it could have been, um, it just wasn't. So um, based on that, um, 
I still had a positive experience at the stadium because it was so lopsided. Um, everyone was mostly nice to me, and um, yeah. I walked out of there with my safety intact, and that's all I can ask for. <laughs> uh, with that said, we'll uh, get a Dirty Dancing opinion from the winning side of the game. What, can yeah. we just say that? Hold on. Can we just say one second, though? One second. Can we just say that when you have to say Jimmy G only threw for 181 yards that day, so it wasn't like he had like this really stellar performance in that sense. Well, it was probably way more of a defensive game than it was an offensive it, it in that was, sense. Uh, they ran for 275 yards. He didn't have yeah. to throw. And it's secondly, more of like a game manager. Yeah, because a lot of his passes weren't even that great. Like um, one, one that sticks out to me um, in the third quarter, it was like third. It was third and somewhat long. It was yeah. a very percentage thing where I think he hit Goodwin on an out route. Mm-hmm. And it was close enough to the sideline that the Browns challenged it. Um, it ended up being reception, but it didn't have to be that close. Like Jimmy G just threw it way too late. Um and then the other thing I want to say, the true, the true back, um, before I let Dirty Dan speak, the true backbreaker in all this was, uh, I think at the point in time, it was 14 to 3. The Browns were driving. There's maybe five minutes left in the half. And I remember thinking, because at that point in time, I was, uh, we had end zone seats. So the Browns were driving towards us. And I, I just remember thinking, we've played like absolute garbage, and we have a chance to only be down one score going into half. Like there's hope. Um, I should have known that I felt the same way week one against the Titans and like how that happened. <laughs> uh, that interception, which was absolutely not Baker's fault. Um, that was a clear touchdown if Antonio Callaway catches it. If he does anything else with it, but not catch it, then it's a field goal and it's a 14 to six game. And maybe things are different, but um, again, poor execution on the Browns part. Um, all the credit to San Francisco for their uh preparedness on the defensive end and their zone blocking scheme that really opened up the running game for Coleman and Breda. So hopefully I left something for you to add in there, um, Dirty Man, but have at it. Yeah, I didn't get to actually watch this game. This is the first game I didn't get to watch like all the way through. Um, I think I got the first quarter and then I I had to take off because me and my girlfriend were going to Del Oso. Mm-hmm. So we went to the pumpkin patch, you know, did some stuff there. And I actually didn't look at my phone for that whole, like the drive over there. Um, I was kind of like keeping track of the, mm-hmm. the second quarter. And so I saw the Browns driving downfield and I was like, oh, great. Like we didn't capitalize on the, we didn't capitalize on either turnover. So on mm-hmm. our interception, and I think there was a fumble. Fumble, um, yeah. Yeah, we didn't capitalize on either. We didn't score on those drives. We were scoring on our own drives like offensively. So the big run by Brita and then dri- actually driving downfield and scoring. I don't remember us scoring off of those, those interceptions in the first half. And I, the, I remember thinking the same. Thing. Yeah. I remember thinking the same thing as you. It's like, all right, we're kind of, we could have, this could, this game could have been like a blowout. We missed on a lot of field goals. We could have taken the game, like completely taken over the game from the first half, but there was still a chance for you guys to come back and only be down one score. So I went back and watched the game and I wanted to see um, exactly what happened. Cause I, I was just looking on my, on my fantasy kind of watching the drive. Mm-hmm. You guys got down to like the nine yard line, five yard line, whatever mm-hmm. penalty. And then all of a sudden I see a 50 yard interception. So yep. I didn't know it was, it was off the receiver's hands. It was um, just a blatant drop. 
that mm-hmm. definitely could have you know gone either way and at at most like that was the worst case scenario for sure it could have been a pick six but that was the worst case scenario for you guys that definitely could have gone differently i still think um the second half where we always come out prepared i feel like mm-hmm. we're always you know we're a very well coached team with shanahan and he's always fixing every single problem that we have whether it be turnovers or blocking penalties i feel like he does does really well with that and the browns i'm not so much so much sure about like say the titans game like where it was a close game in the first half a lot of their games have been close in the first half the second half comes around and sometimes a lot of the time it doesn't go so well for them so even well, with that that go ahead well in that game in particular uh with two minutes left in the third it was a two-point game mm-hmm. uh, and then All what the happened is, yeah and then um the refs miss a blocking call or something and then travis henry gets a long touchdown um, oh, Derek and then, Henry. yeah, Derek Henry. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I think Travis Henry has been out of the league for a long time. I don't even <laughs> know that care, is. Probably taking care of his like 100 kids. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, fourth quarter happens. And then the wheels fall off because they're pressing too hard mode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, pretty much at the point where um, that interception happens at the end of the first half, and you turn it into points, and it's a 21 to three game. When it very well could have been a fourteen to ten or seventeen to six game, um, mm. truthfully, I really at that point um, didn't think we had a chance anymore. <laughs> I, 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 you know, like the Niners came out, like you said, uh, Kyle Shanahan and the Niners actually their first drive of the second half of every game this year has been a touchdown drive. So after I went 28, three, I just said, all right, I'm going to go get beer before they cut off the beer sales. And uh, I I went, I went and got Mrs. Uppy, a margarita and myself, a Stella. And just, uh, I was just waiting for the end of the game at that point. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm good job. It was, I mean, it, it, it validated some of the things. I think a lot of Niners fans already felt about their team. So, um, Stash and I kind of was going over um, two nights ago. We were kind of going through teams' schedules off air, and um, there's a good chance this Niners team could be 10 or 11 and 0 at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, just because after this week against the Rams, um, which we'll discuss later, their schedule gets way easy. So, um, so with that said, before we transition into uh, talking about week six, uh, we usually. Uh, bring up fantasy football real quick. Um, Stash beat me last week. Um, we we both first made, time. We both made a right. We both made some horrible roster mistakes, but um, that's how the cookie crumbles. You never know. Like Aaron Jones finally did something for a goddamn change, and you know it helped me out in another league, but it didn't didn't help me out now. Yeah, but Stash, even though your points four is not very good, um, you are still undefeated. Undefeated. I don't know how. Why his points against is the lowest by far. Yeah, Um, we we were going over this before you got on, Dirty Dan, and uh, his points against is only like six hundred and thirty-four points or something like that. Yeah, whereas like eight hundred. 
Yeah, whereas my points against is 790 and Dill Spears' uh, points against is 811. Dill Spears and I have the same. Uh, Dill Spears, 8K, Joe Buck yourself. Him and I have the same problem where our scoring has been pretty low, but we just keep getting the worst possible matchups, and um, mm-hmm. which is actually who you got this week. So you're up against uh, Dill Spears, Dirty Dan, and you Yeah, and I'm actually that decent. Yeah. I'm doing. I mean, last last week I got destroyed in this league, though. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but you're still winning in Yahoo right now, you know. So am I? I don't even know what's going on in that league. Well, not only is the Yahoo the better fantasy platform, and the auto draft should do like the best team ever. You're four and one in first place right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my other league on the CSPN, I'm I'm five and zero oh right now, go, going on six. Six and zero. My yeah, best. I guess that's how you play it. Yeah, my best team this year right now is three and two. That's the best thing I got going for me. Um, oh, that's what happens is I typically because I have multiple teams, I typically draft similar teams, so mm-hmm. they're all pretty much the same. Um, six out of every seven years, that works out to my benefit because I know what I'm doing. This year, I just didn't know what I was doing, so. All my teams similarly stink. So, so that's a lot of Browns. Yeah, well, not a lot. No, not, not a lot. Like uh, you know, a couple of leagues I did get Baker. I think in two leagues I did get Baker, but um, a few of them I started out with Najoku as my tight end, and mm-hmm. then he broke his wrist in the second week. So, um. Thought the defense would be better, so in a couple of leagues I did have the defense. Um, they haven't been terrible, but most of the time, but um, not getting the takeaways they need. So, anywho, <laughs> uh, moving right along, uh, getting into week six here. Um, we'll start with you, Dirty Dan. Um, and I know you're going to have the same complaint I did. Your opponent. This week also played on Thursday night, so they kind of had a mini buy preparing mm-hmm. for this one. But you are going on the road down uh, near where Stash lives to play the Rams. So, what do you think is going to happen there? Um, I don't know. Niners, I mean, still have that injury bug. Um, it's been like every other every week. You know, something's happening. Something's going down down with one of our players. We've been doing really well with coaching and just filling in those gaps, those, those missing pieces. At first it was Joe Staley. Um, now we're going to miss some um, use check and Mike McGlinchey. So we're going off two backup tackles and we're missing our fullback. Who's the best fullback in the league and was a key piece to Shanahan's offense. Correct. So we're missing a lot. The only fullback in the league. <laughs> <laughs> the only fullback that matters. All right. Any key but like we're missing a lot of I mean we're we're number one rushing offense in the in the league. We I think we're averaging two hundred two hundred yards a game. Something like that, maybe one eighty. And without we were doing good without Staley, you know, Skewell has been holding up. He I think he gave I don't know if he gave, even gave Miles Garrett that one sack that he got. I think that was against McGlinchey on the other side. I might be wrong. But he's been he's been holding up decent. 
and Staley is supposed to be back around the four to six week mark, I believe. And now Moglinci is going through a knee scope. He's around the same date, four to six weeks. And now um, with Juszczyk, Kyle Juszczyk, our fullback, he's got about four to six weeks too with his MCL sprain. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have this easy schedule coming up for the most part besides the Seahawks and the Rams. They have their own holes as well. Um, The Rams' offensive line is definitely worse than the Niners, even with all of our, our missing pieces. I still feel like we have, at core, a better offensive line. They have Andrew Whitworth at um, left tackle, who's by far their best offensive lineman, and even he's not playing that well. He's really old. He's slowing down a little bit, and I think Nick Bosa is going to have his way with him. So I think that's our Emmanuel Mosley, again, um, too, and play of Akello Willispoon, who is another player that got hurt, who's playing really well. He did really good. He had two um, pass defense passes deflected against the Browns. I think once against one against your tight end like Demetrius Harris, mm-hmm. and one was against one on one with Odell, I believe, or Jarvis, one of the two. So I was thinking, I was kind of worrying about that, thinking he would need a lot of help over top, but he held his own. So so far, the coaching staff has done really well, plugging in and fix, filling those holes that we've had due to the injuries. But I'm thinking it's going to be a lot harder once we're going up against these better teams, especially against someone like Aaron Donald. Um, we're going to need people like Juszczyk, even though there are tackles and they won't really, maybe shouldn't have to deal with Donald. They could mm-hmm. still chip block, double team, especially with Juszczyk back there. It could definitely pick up on Aaron Donald. So it's going to be a lot harder to play, to face some D-lines and they might attack those, those spots a lot more. So that's my main concern. But with that being said, I think we can get after Jared Goff. Jared Goff's not the same player. He doesn't have that he was last year. He doesn't have that dominant O-line anymore that kept him safe and protected. Now he's kind of in Baker Mayfield's situation where he's under pressure on the run and he's not nearly as good. He can't nearly you know, make the same plays that he used to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be where, where we win. So I think we get after Jared Goff. You know, our defense is still stellar. It's going to be difficult trying to keep on those receivers that they have. Gurley, I believe we can hold in check, just like we did Chubb. Besides that one, that one long run, he did. He still did okay on the ground, like ninety yards. Yeah, but um, he got the yardage he thought he would, just no touchdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that you know, hold Gurley. That Gurley hasn't been stellar besides the touchdowns that he's gotten. So I'm thinking we get in Jared Goss' face, and I believe that our offense will still be able to put up some points against their defense, who's been shown to shown some to have some holes. So I'm not too worried about this next week, but with the injuries that we have, it's definitely going to be tougher. So I would go ahead and say um, our offense has been pretty. We've been putting up points, like 31 points a game or something like that, like second in the league, I believe. Granted, with only four weeks. Hmm. Uh, Rams are still a really talented offense and you know team as a whole. They still have a good young coach and and Sean McVay. So I would I would go somewhere along the lines of twenty eight to to twenty four Niners. Okay, stash twenty eight twenty four. That's a nice one. Um, I I think that you guys have been gearing up for a running back that you guys have seen all year. Uh, but with this new talent that's going to come out, considering the injuries, 
I think that uh, San Francisco's got to be careful with that, and um, and 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 be mindful. I think it might be a little bit. I th- I think it might be somewhere on the same realm of 27-24 as well. And I think it's going to be one of the better the better games that we're going to see all throughout Sunday. Um, there's a couple other games to watch for, but we'll get to that later. Uh, I'm going to be on that same par of a 27-24, but actually it's going to be 27-24 Rams. Um, I agree. It's going to be close. Um, the Rams haven't looked the same since they beat Kansas City in one of the best games we've had in our lifetimes. That I think that Sunday night game, what it was like fifty-five to fifty-one or whatever, like yeah, it's been the same since then. Um, and I, I just saw that Niners defense up close in person. Um, they have the ability to harass golf, um, but on the other same token, uh, Cooper Cup is pretty much uncoverable. That dude just finds holes, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Stash's score of twenty seven twenty four. But I actually think the Niners take this one. So, but it's gonna be a close, competitive divisional game. Um, I agree. That's probably one of the more must watch games that you should be keeping your eye on this Sunday. Uh, speaking of uh, also on Sunday, um, everyone's gonna be watching this one. For better or for worse, <laughs> we have the one and four Steelers visiting the two and three Chargers. Stash. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm hopeful here on out that uh, we're going to win. I think that they're going to get their act together. Uh, the offensive the offensive line is going to mesh well with um, with Philip Rivers if Rivers can finally get his head in the game a little bit and stop thinking about all 10 or 12 of his children out there. Um, remember that he's playing football. But, I, you know, we got Gordon coming back in. Um, so I think that that's going to help. We're moving into we're moving into critical week six. So from here, this is important. If by if from here on out, if you're not winning anything, then really start counting yourself out. So this is like do or die. Excuse me, do or die moments right now. Week six and beyond, right? It's going to be a lot of like about whether you're going to make uh, the um, the wild cards, right? And mm-hmm. so I think we're going to win. It's going to be pretty much not a layup because I thought it was going to be a layup with, with, with Denver and it wasn't. You, so, you predicted but, 14-7 there. That doesn't sound yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't. So, But um, if uh, they don't win this Sunday, uh, I'll just go ahead and um, drink myself into a stupor and misery and hmm. probably just burn my jersey or something. Yeah. So, what jersey you got? <laughs> I have Rivers. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> I would have guessed like, scouts. But yeah. Wow, I would have guessed like LT or something. No, I ha- I couldn't I couldn't get my hand on a Ladanian Tomlinson shirt. I mean a jersey. I would love to. Uh, Dude, all, 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 all you need is like twenty dollars yeah. and go on DH Gate and get you one for like get you an LT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or say our jersey. So, yeah. so yeah, uh, what do you think? So, what's the score here? 
in this garbage football. In this in this garbage scrimmage that we're gonna get ourselves involved in so it's Steelers Chargers. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough match. It's gonna be a uh, 21-20 Chargers. <laughs> He's still one of my scores. Okay. <laughs> Dirty Dan. <laughs> um I don't know. I'm kinda torn after seeing what the Chargers just I I really they have the talent and they lost to the Broncos and I just yeah. don't understand. I didn't watch the game. All I saw was that Austin Eckler had fifteen catches. Like why? Like why <laughs> why does the, why do you why does your running back need fifteen receptions out of the backfield? Like you have you have he didn't run the ball at all, I think. I think it was all Melvin Gordon and Melvin Gordon didn't take it anywhere. So I just I don't understand where they're going with that. Obviously it didn't result into points and they didn't do all that great losses against the Broncos. I don't know exactly what happened in the game, but it made me, I, I'm having a rough time choosing them now after that, as much as I want to just choose them for their talented team on paper. But, uh, I think I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. Honestly, I think Mason Rudolph might have his way. Finally, maybe he'll finally, get some things clicking with that offense. Maybe James You don't know if James, Oh, that's no, right. It's a third string guy playing this week, I think. Okay. I, I guess I have to go to I really don't want to go with the Chargers, <laughs> but I guess I'm gonna have to go with the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, Mason Rudolph's out after dying last game from that concussion <laughs> that he was out cold. They, and they let him they let him walk off the field. They didn't even like, they had to. Wow. The, the The cart was broken. They had to push the cart off the field. What the fuck? You have one cart and it's broken? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of it's, bullshit it's the NFL. You're, you're, a, you're a billion <laughs> dollar industry and you got one busted ass Get a stretcher or something. Like, you can't pick the man up. Like, you can't, you're like, oh, sorry, dude. Car's broken. You get your yeah, ass you up. Better, you better get walking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess if they had to push the car off the field, they might as well push the cart off the field with him. <laughs> Yeah, like what the, I don't, why, why are you gonna let him walk? With an extra two hundred pounds, you know what is, what is what is You're not gonna do him the the courtesy of you know you're just gonna like oh fuck it fuck digging the hole let's let's just leave him out like he'll decompose out on the field. Yeah, like, that was a, that was a whole. I mean, I'm not gonna say it was a horrible hurt purposely, but. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna run like that, my my thing about running with the quarterback is like if you're gonna run like that, you don't get the benefit of like of, he wasn't running. Like, oh, he was getting ready um, to pass. Oh, was I he? Think, I think he, he, had he just stepped out of the, the pocket. No, he stepped out of the pocket. He yeah, was probably he, running out of the pocket, like to uh, behind the line of scrimmage. Maybe I didn't watch it, but it from the video I saw, yeah, maybe he was like running out of the pocket trying to get rid out. of it. He was he looked like he was going for it, not so mm. much his arm was raised. He got he did get smashed, but it's football, everybody. Like it's this is what happens, you know, when people are running into each other at full speed and everybody's six foot something weighing two hundred and whatever pounds or more. Besides Vontae's perfect. He's the exception. Yeah. Because yeah. fuck that dude. Well, yeah, Earl he, Thomas he, don't he's gonna hit him that high though, but mm-hmm. um, I don't yeah, think. But, he, but, but with physics, when you're moving as fast as these guys are, and sometimes they they do tend to move or try to get out of the way, and you got to give them credit for when when they do get that opportunity to do it. But I think we expect them to be like perfect geom- geometric, you know, 
um, things that can just move on this plane um, at point accuracy, pinpoint accuracy, when sometimes they can't. That's just what happens, and you get these things. But there are some shitty players, though, as well. So I'm not going to make any excuses for, you know, player shittiness and not trying harder, but I don't know. It is football still, guys. So, Dirty Dan, did you have a score here? Um, we kind of sidetracked. Can I go? Can I go zero zero? Yeah. <laughs> you could try to uh, out here, but um, I'm gonna go. I guess I'm gonna say Melvin Gordon does something this game, and maybe they get some stuff going. So, I'll go with fourteen seven. I guess. Wow. The Chargers just really let me down. I was. Wow. I was thinking they were gonna they're gonna win against the Broncos. They shouldn't have lost, but at the end of the day it still is a divisional game. And I think we all know with those divisional games anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I would agree with you that it is a huge letdown. No one knows that more than Stash here. Um yeah, but I'm sorry. I cried. I I'm cried. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I cried. I was in the corner. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't leave like a part of my job for like a good hour. And they asked me what was wrong. I said I'm crying. I'm calling home. I just called my mom. I'm okay. sure they understood. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, by virtue of there's no other reason to pick the Steelers in this one, but I will say that even if Mason Rudolph was playing, I still would not pick the Steelers in this one. Um, I'm gonna go like 17-10 Chargers. It's it's just not gonna be pretty, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So all right, so um, my game, we got Seattle coming down. Um, uh, as I alluded to, Seattle and the Rams had played Thursday night last week. They played a whole half a week before the Niners Browns did on Monday night. So, um. Neither. So we we got one team last week coming off of a buy. Then now we got another team coming off of a what they call a mini buy. Um, I don't know what to make of the Seattle Seahawks. I do know they have a four and one record, which includes a win against the craptastic Arizona Cardinals, and their three other wins are by a combined of like four points. Um, Funny enough, Vegas actually has the Browns favored in this one by a whopping two and a half points, which is really not saying much of anything. But um, wow. one thing, the, one thing the Browns are good at not doing surprisingly is losing back to back games. Um, so I, I've sensed a pattern here going back to Week One. Week One was a very uninspired loss. Then Week Two was a very uninspired win. Then Week Three was an inspiring loss, like one of those moral victories. Then week four was one of those inspiring wins when we beat the crap out of the Ravens. And then last week was an uninspiring loss. So with that said, I'm going to say that they're going to win, but it's not the kind of win where you're going to walk away and feel good about yourself. Kind of like how we beat the jets. And I think Seattle's going to get a little taste of their medicine. So um, they've been winning a lot of these games by one point. I think they're going to lose by one point. And I'm going to say Cleveland is going to win this one 21 to 20. And with that said, uh, we'll go to you, Stash. I, uh, I'm i in the Browns camp. I don't think uh, Seattle has what it takes as much as they used to. And I'm going to call that the, um, the USC curse that should be upon them by picking up Pete Carroll like the way they did. Anyways, old, that's old blood. 
but I'm going to go with the same, but I think it's going to be a far lesser score of a game. I think it's going to be more like um, 14-7 Browns. Okay, Dirty Dan, I know you really want to pull for Cleveland here, but what do you think? Um, for the As for the Seahawks, all I have to say is Russell Wilson. That's like as much as I hate the guy and despise him, I also have to love him, which is also why I hate him so much. Because I can't hate I I can't hate him, but that's why I hate him. Like <laughs> he's too good of a person and a quarter and a player. Like and he's a, my rival, like on the rival team, the Seahawks, who which I I hate with a passion, and I love Russell Wilson. Much as I hate to say it, I think he's the 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 MVP of the league so far. Um, after Mahomes and the Chiefs lost, and Mahomes was was playing injured, but didn't didn't look too great. But I think they both have the same record, four and one. And I'd have to go with Russell Wilson as the MVP. As of now, he's got like twelve touchdowns, like sixty eight percent completion rating. I think. Like no interceptions. The dude is just carrying the Seahawks, who's like has no talent whatsoever. I looked at their team and I was fi- like, yes, finally, they they lost all of their talent. They lost their defense. I I saw this coming miles away. I was like, at some point, it's just gonna be Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, and that's when they're gonna fall off. And so far, I've been wrong because they have Pete Carroll, they have Russell Wilson. Pretty much nobody else. They got like Tyler Lockett, who is pretty good. He's a decent player. You know, he makes some plays. Mm-hmm. And now they've got Clowney, and they still have Bobby Wagner, who's one of the better, well, probably if not the best, second best line, middle linebacker in the game. Other than that, I don't see no talent on this team. They got Clowney, Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson, and I don't even believe in Chris Carson. So. I see this team. I saw this team losing a lot of games this this year. At least I was hoping. Russell Wilson just seems to keep bringing them back from the dead. And I can't bet against the man because he's just that good. You know, constantly he's just any other quarterback in that situation is getting sacked over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Probably an Andrew Luck type situation and would have been retired by now. But the Seahawks are <laughs> getting away with not having to do anything with their O line and still being able to win games just solely based off of Rus- the shoulders of Russell Will- and legs of Russell Wilson. So I can't bet against him, especially seeing after seeing, witnessing what happened with the Browns versus and versus my team after what happened based off of that. I had a little bit more, you know, confidence in the Browns after the Ravens game, after this this last Monday, not so much, and against the Seahawks, which I know is a team that cannot be, you know, underestimated, no matter how much skill and talent they lack, or how many mistakes they make. They have Russell Wilson, and they have this that bullshit fucking luck that they've always had for the past like eight years i've seen it time and time again like i think it was packers packers seahawks um i think it was a playoff game like wild card or something hell mary pass that gets intercepted i believe 
and they rule it a they rule it a touchdown in the Seahawks in the Seahawks favor and they win. So it gets clearly picked off, or maybe it's the other way around. I don't remember. Clearly gets picked off by by the Packers. The the refs see that the Doug Baldwin or whoever the fuck it was has like a finger on the ball, and they rule it a touchdown, and Seahawks win just based off of that pure bullshit ass luck. So, with that being said, I can't bet against them. Um, I'm sorry, Browns fan, as much as I want you to win. I think it'll be close just based off of the wins that they haven't played the greatest against some subpar teams. They've all been pretty close wins, but wins nonetheless. And I think Russell Wilson's going to put the team on his back again and win in like a, a 21-20 fashion again. Sorry. I wish. I hope. I hope I'm wrong. Well, you know, when you're winning by one point against subpar teams, it's yeah. one of those things where that luck is eventually going to run out. Plus, they don't travel to the East very well. That's one of the hardest things for a West Coast team is to come out and play a 1 p.m. Eastern game. But um, I get it. So uh, moving on to Monday night, this one should be a fun one. We'll start with you, Dirty Dan. We got Lions at Green Bay. Um, I don't know what to think of the Lions. They're kind of, kind of, and I guess the Packers too. The Packers defense has been playing great all except except that one game. I forget which team they played where they just got completely torched. And you know, Eagles. I forget which team it was. Eagles. Yeah, and that Eagles team was not. That Eagles team was hurting. They had a lot of injuries. Their offense was, you know, should not have torn up torn them up that bad especially mm-hmm. for how good that Packers defense has been playing you know mm-hmm. and this last prior game they play lights out Aaron Jones played lights out Aaron Rodgers hasn't have had to do a single thing all year he's pretty much been a game manager right. he hasn't had to put the team on his back like in prior years once that time comes I believe that he will but he's never had this type of caliber defense and now they've got you know at least Aaron Jones, maybe he's not always picking up the yardage, but he's definitely getting the touchdowns when they get in the red zone. So Aaron Rodgers just has to sit back, you know, make his check downs, hand the ball off, and go sit on the bench and watch his defense go to work. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, go ahead. No, no, go. Sorry. But this Lions team, I, I don't know. I haven't watched any of their games, but I know that they've – I think I watched the Chiefs game. I watched some of that, and I saw, you know, that they were giving the the Chiefs a run for their money for sure. And maybe they're not. They're like kind of where the Niners were in the same similar situation, where the whole league was riding them off. It didn't matter that they were they were undefeated, even with that that tie against the Cardinals, which kind of tainted it tainted it for me. You know, you might be two and zero, but you got a tie with arguably one of the. the the lower, at least one of the the low, like top five teams in the league, you know, worst teams. So mm-hmm. I don't know where where I place them. It's a Monday night game. I I'm gonna have to go with the Packers, just based off of their defense. I don't think the Lions have enough talent on either side of the ball. I like Kenny Galladay. Um, Matt Stafford can put up points whenever he can bring up his team back. But I think the Packers have too much talent on their defensive side of the ball, and I don't think the Lions have that besides Darius Slay. So Mm -hmm. I believe that 
if push comes to shove, Aaron Rodgers will, will air it out and, you know, win this game for, for his team for the first time this season. But I believe it's going to be another, another defensive win for the Packers. So I would go, I'd go 14, 28 Packers. Um, I think this one just reeks of possible upset. Um, it's a divisional game, which I think instantly makes things a little bit tighter. And then on top of that, I, I think the Lions, they, they showed that they can be good against the Chiefs. Um, you know, that tie with Arizona is that tie with Arizona. I mean, no one really had any tape on their offense yet, but um, they had that game well in hand, which I think was probably what you were trying to get at was that game was well in hand, and then they, uh, they must have switched. Yeah, they let us slip away on them. Um, like I said, I think this one reeks of upset because it's a divisional game, prime time. Um, Lions might be sneaky good. Um, that's that's gonna be a tough division to watch. Like uh, the two divisions in football, I think you should keep your eye on are the NFC, the NFC North and the NFC West. I think mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna go Lions in a 28-27 upset. How about you, Stash? Uh, it's considering that, um, remember, 2017 was the last time that the Packers haven't won a game against the Lions since 2017. Okay? 2017. And I think it's going to continue all the way through again to this year because it's just Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's just bad luck. It's not his year. It's just not his year. Um, he just looks horrible out there. I think it's going to be a little bit uh, wider than a 28-27 type of blowout. Um, there are some big, bold predictions out there about who's who's going to come out and um, show up. Uh, Alexander may have his big bounce back and whatnot, but I think it's going to be... Um, I think it's going to be a, a little bit more of a blowout. I think that the Lions is going to be like a... Uh, 30-21 type of thing, Lions. Wow. So, well, that'd be, that'd that's be my fun. big pulled prediction. <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. take. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you must have got the feedback like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to finish off for night. Uh, next week, we're going to make an effort to um, – change up the format a little bit. We're going to debut a new um, segment. Usually we finish off with just stay, stating one game that we find to be must-see uh, other than our own team's game. Um, so, But next week we're going to switch it to a quicker format where we pick uh, quickly one game that's must-see and then also one game to avoid. So we'll work, we'll do that next week, but uh, for this week we'll do our last time just doing it the way it has been. Um, Stash, how about you tell us one game that you're interested in watching other than the Chargers Steelers? Um, other than Buffalo as well. <laughs> Buffalo's on a bye, so I don't think you can watch that. I mean, I don't know. Bye, that bye week might get them. Right? Yeah, you, know, you never know. You never know. You never know. That's why I watch. That's why I watch come Buffalo. Up, come up with that upset. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what the bye week I mean bye week beat the shit out of the Dolphins. Right. 
Um, let's see. Uh, there actually, there was a couple that I was looking at. As much as I hate the Eagles, the Eagles-Viking games are actually kind of, sounded, kind of exciting. Uh, they got a great lineup on the Vikings um, offensive line there. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a little, it's, well, there was another one that I was looking at again earlier today that I probably really, really wanted to see the Texan chiefs game. Yeah. The Texan chiefs game is going to yeah. be one of the one to really look out for man. Cause you got some, you got two really great quarterbacks out there on the field. Um, you know, on Sunday at 10 AM, if I had the opportunity and I had the NFL package, that's what I probably I would be zoning in on right now is that one and probably just leave it there until the 1 o'clock game started. Texans-Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs take over the Texans. It's going to be a one-point game. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a shootout. You're going you're gonna to see some really great football. You might even see a preview into uh, what what a good um, what a uh, good playoff games are supposed to look like. So check that one out. Well, I, I would have to say if uh, Mahomes' ankle is still bothering him, it might not be that good of a game because once his ankle got hurt against the Colts, he surprisingly looked extremely human at that point. Um, mm. So if he's still bothered by the ankle, it, it could be a Texans win, and it could be pretty um, a pretty easy one. But... We'll see. We'll see how good uh, the doctors have done with that guy's ankle. I, f- I feel like um, he might be all right. Like a little bit later into that game, and I was watching after that ankle. Look, he was hobbling off. Like he looked pretty, pretty damn hurt. And you know, later into the game, I still saw him scrambling. Still saw him running around, avoiding the pass rush. So uh, I'm thinking after after this week of just healing up a little bit, it won't be a hundred percent, but I think he'll be okay with it. I think it would be, be a lot better than than initially went at the end of that game. But doesn't it always do that weird duck walk anyways? I mean, uh, you tell really that he's hurt versus really that he's – that's just the way that he walks or runs he, off the field. He does that little old man run. Yeah, but know? he couldn't scramble as well. Once that ankle got hurt, like – Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. And then it got hurt twice. So it was already hurt, and then he got stepped mm-hmm. on by the lineman, and then it got even worse. Yeah. Um, thirty It'll be a good one. Oh, it should. I mean, honestly, like uh, Stash said, um, if the Browns weren't playing in the same time slot, I probably would be watching that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, thirty, Danny, you got a game? I'm actually going to go with. Um, I believe this is a London game. the The Panthers versus Bucks. Mm-hmm. Both of mm-hmm. these teams, you know, I think Bucks were were definitely written off after that that first week against the the Niners. Everyone saw them as a trash team you know and you know Niners just got an easy win Niners weren't that great the defense wasn't that great I think both of us got a bad rap off of that first week and as of late Buccaneers have I think they're there's I want to say they're top of that division if the Panthers aren't I'm not maybe it's maybe it's a battle between the two of them but um it's a divisional game I think they're both neck and neck maybe the same record I'm not exactly sure but right now, the yeah. Panthers' whole team, or their whole offense, anyways, is Christian McCaffrey. So it's going to be true. Christian McCaffrey versus the Bucks' defense. Yeah, I, I think they're your MVP the, candidate right there. Yeah, McCaffrey or Russ, like one of those. McCaffrey's just 
he's a god he's playing like a god a greek god so far and that that dude's just a man on a mission so it's right now i see chris godwin versus the the panthers defense and i see christian mccaffrey versus the buccaneers defense so i think it'll be a good game despite cam newton being out cam newton hasn't looked that great anyways i think Jameis winston's definitely like coming into himself i think bruce arian's definitely getting his his hold on onto that offense i think the whole offense is starting to click their defense has been, you know, steadily improving. I think they're they're moving their way up, and I, I think the Panthers have played well with Kyle Allen. You know, he's just kind of the game manager. Just get any way you can get McCaffrey the ball. That's how you're going to get your wins. And I think if the Buccaneers have any – if they're smart, I think they're going to hone in with their, their great linebacker, um, Devontae David. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Devin White's healthy. I thought i saw him out for a game or two so if he's healthy i think um you definitely have both of those athletic linebackers honing in on mccaffrey you know they're going to want to pass him a lot out of the backfield and he's he has a knack for getting open against linebackers too quick too fast and in the run game i think you're going to have to definitely shut that dude down if you're you have any hope to win so i'm, I'm gonna go with bucks you know i I think that they're gonna they're gonna hone in on McCaffrey, and I think that offense. I think Mike Evans will get get his, and Chris Godwin, of course, is gonna get his. So I think Mike Evans will have a, a bounce back game. Chris Godwin will still put up some numbers, and I think they're gonna win twenty seven to twenty seven to twenty. Wow, I think it probably could even be a bigger shootout than that. Yeah, I can see. I can see. I'm just kind of banking on, banking on the the Bucks. Stop trying to do whatever. As they're just gonna focus on McCaffrey. If they get beat other ways, then fine. But if you don't, if you don't focus on that their offense, that one man, then I don't think they have a chance of winning. Well, I, I mean, think that's your, their only chance. Your score does kind of make sense. The over under on that is 47 and a half. So you really weren't too far off on your guess. Um, for mine, I'm going to stick in the early time slot. Um, I, I probably might have Tampa Bay Carolina on because I tend to get up around 6.30 in the morning on Sundays to get our football show uploaded. Um, but the game I'm going to pick, I, I, I'm going to go with the Eagles-Vikings game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hugely important game for both of them. For Philadelphia, it's making sure they kind of – because I mean, Dallas is probably going to win this week playing the New York Jets. Um, so for them, it's keeping pace. And then for Minnesota, they they have to win or else they could risk falling, you know, even further behind Green Bay if Green Bay wins. So And the Lions. I and, mean, depending on which, who who wins yeah. that game. Yeah, because uh, you have to – Detroit wins. They'll be 3-1-1. One, and one. So mm-hmm. it's a hugely equally um, important game for both teams, and they're both good teams. So it should be a good watch. Um, if it wasn't for that, and then I'd honestly probably say that Niners-Rams game is probably going to be one of the best ones this week overall. But mm-hmm. that's what I got. So um, with that said, we're going to move into – Final thoughts and uh, Stash's chair is empty currently, so 
<laughs> we'll start final thoughts with you. Um, yeah, I'm just worried about about my Niners. You know, I shouldn't be as worried as I am. I should, you know, at this point, trust in our coaching staff and trust in our backups. So far, they've every every key player that's gone down. I've thought, oh, this is going to be a problem. You know, just daily. Um, Justin Skules filled in nicely the past two weeks against key, you know, premier players. So uh-huh. I'm pretty happy about that. And Emmanuel Mosley, our undrafted rookie, filled in nicely against the Browns. And I think it, a lot of that's due to our pass rush and or just our great defense so far. So I'm just going to have to, you know, put my trust in our coaching staff and to our team, our backups, and just, you know, try not to stress about it too much and fuck the pages. Okay. <laughs> Stash, parting words? <laughs> um, my parting words for this week six is if your team does not turn around after this week, you're never going to turn around. Good luck. Ever. Not Fuck even the Patriots. next year. <laughs> Not Fuck even the next year. <laughs> Fuck the Patriots. <laughs> I, I have to say the Patriots, um, I guess this will be my final words, is I, I think the Patriots are actually vulnerable. Um, mm, for sure. Tom Brady. They have a killer defense. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Dirty Dan does that better than anyone. He just got 28 points tonight on fantasy because of that. <laughs> but um, that their, their offense just... Yes, I know they put up 30-something points, but I think half of that was from their defense. It wasn't even from the offense. Mm. They look vulnerable. I mean, you just have to be able to score just enough on them because I think Buffalo proved if you have a good enough defense, you can slow them down. Um, even the Giants were holding court with them earlier. Um, yeah, he was definitely. it was his defense that kept getting the, getting the, him the ball back and put, giving him opportunities to, you know, he only had he had two, two rushing touchdowns i think no passing he ended mm-hmm. up getting like 300 yards but yeah. he was not looking too too great yep so um my last thing as always fuck baltimore and uh with that said um don't forget to uh reach out to us on twitter up in stash uh, on facebook up in the stash podcast uh email up stash podcast at gmail.com uh let us know what you think uh, if you would like for us to predict your team's next week's game, uh, let us know what your favorite team is, and we'll do that. And uh, with that said, uh, until next week, we wish you a good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Mm-hmm.